0: The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is a prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. At I've been accosted, well, kind of accosted, on, on the soccer pitch yesterday. Um Saturday, the, the person that was leading the the um, the, the team was trying to encourage people to come to church today, and he was saying to them, we are having a new series in church called Money, 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 that I'm sure pastor is going to dole out money to us in (laughs) church. So I looked at him. (laughs) I didn't say anything. I escaped. And on Twitter, somebody sent me a tweet that, pastor, I don't know how she put it, that bottom line, that I must distribute money today. And I replied her, I said if I give you this water, cash, you will test again. But what I'm about to give you, you will never test again. (laughs) (laughs) She says I'm being spiritual. Praise the name of the Lord. Now the key thing is listen to me very carefully. When we are done with this series, money will never be an issue in your life again? Yeah. Let me rephrase it. When we are done, money should never be, you know, you see why, I'm, why, why I actually rephrase it? An issue in your life anymore. You see, if, if there's something that has been misunderstood largely in the Christian cycles, it's, it's money. It's money. Should Christians have money? How can you say you're a Christian and you are so wealthy? Should Christians have money? Should pastors have money? How can you say you're a pastor and you have a lot of money? Have you not heard that before? (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. How much money should I have? and on, and on, and on. So the, the, the question, it bothers a lot of you. In fact, some people have, have, have said, money cannot buy you happiness. True or false? Money cannot buy you happiness. True or false? If you say tr- if you say true, shout Hallelujah. Money cannot buy your happiness. True or false? If you say false, say amen. Amen. No. No, no. I've been I've been writing a book. I've been at, I've been writing a book for the past how many years? Called Attracting Wealth. I'm almost done with that book. Attracting Wealth. He answers all those kind of questions. The truth is, money can buy you happiness. Yes. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> if you say money cannot buy you happiness, you've not had enough. i have many things to say plenty (laughs) listen money can buy happiness what is happiness happiness is the feeling the good feeling you get by happenings in your life so when something happens that is favorable, you have feel good, that is called happiness. That the problem with happiness is that happiness is fleeting. Happiness doesn't last. Praise the name of the Lord. Happiness is derived from joy. Money cannot buy you joy. It is only the Holy Ghost that can give you joy. Joy does not depend on what you are going through. Whether something good has happened, whether something good has not happened, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So the joy of the Lord is a constant thing, should be. Happiness is based on, you, you want to know if money can buy your happiness. Get home, if you are married, you're a man, buy your wife a diamond ring. You will know if money can buy happiness. You'll be a happy man that day, I can assure you. The following day can be different. (laughs) The mood can change the following day. But that day, you'll be a happy man. Do you understand me now? So money can. The problem with us is because we have this erroneous view of money, and we we, we just assume and embrace what the culture says or people say about money, and, and we never really investigate for ourselves. Money can by your happiness. Praise the name of the Lord. But happiness is fleeting. And you cannot be chasing happiness. In fact, God is not really interested in your happiness. Do you know that? God is more interested in your holiness than your happiness. Think about that. God is more interested in your holiness than your happiness. If you are happy, it's fine. He wants you to be joyful. He wants you to rejoice always. Am I going too fast, too deep? No, yes. you're understanding me. Yes. Good. Now, if you examine the words of Jesus, Jesus spoke more about money than anything else he spoke about. Jesus spoke more about money than he did about healing. Jesus spoke more about money than he did about heaven. In fact, many times when Jesus wants to talk about heaven, he uses money as an illustration. A man was going to a far country and he gave his servants ten talents, five talents, t- What are talents? Silver! Money in those days. So it, it, we, we need to, when, when, when the church wants to talk about money, a lot of people have an issue. Like last week, someone says, why are we talking about abuse in church? You know, I know right now someone is saying, Pastor, why are you talking about money in church? God will deliver you. <laughs> One thing that I've really realized in life, and you need to understand, this morning, the part one of this series, I want to set, by the grace of God, some solid foundation so that we can build on from next week. Praise the name of the Lord. One thing that I ask myself, and I have a friend that asks the same question, is this, and you need to ask yourself, how much money does a man really need? Ask yourself, how much money do I I don't really need. Listen. You don't really need too much money. At least I discovered that. How much money do I need? I feed my family. I have a roof over. We have a roof over our head. We can go wherever we want to go. By the grace of God, I can eat when I'm not fasting. The problem with a lot of people is what they want money for is so that they can... Boasts so that they can oppress that they are causing that has been chasing them since they were children, they were they were teenagers, so that they can they can go to the town hall meeting and park their um, Lexus Jeep in front of the door. God is not interested in that, but guess what, God. So, first so, of so all, what are you saying? If God wants to really bless me as he really wants to, and I really don't need a lot of money, so what is the excess for? That's a very good question. If God wants to bless you with excess, and you really don't need a lot of money, what is the excess for? The excess must be for something else. Praise the name of the The excess must be for something. So ask myself, how much money do I really need? Ask your neighbor, how much money do you really need? Really, 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 really. Really, how much money do you really need? Now, now. I didn't say, how much money do you really want? Some people are answering, how much money do you want? No, 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 how much money do you really need? In fact, you, you know, the, the times that, that you know, let's say my, my, my wife is not in town, those times I realise I do not really need a lot of money. No, some people don't get that yet, so let me go on to the next thing, then go to the next thing. <laughs> I'm not saying my wife is uh, high maintenance, <laughs> I'm just saying that. If you're a married man. <clears throat> Before you get married, pray very well, Lou. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so we need to get proper perspective about money. Proper perspective about money. Some of us think we, 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 are, we are so poor. But really, the truth is that you need to really understand where you are. Right now, there's a a, a website that is called um, what's it called? Global Rich List. I've I've, I've used it before in a sermon illustration. I'm going to use it again. And on that site, if you earn fifty thousand naira a month, do you consider yourself rich? Okay. So I I put in someone that is earning fifty thousand naira a month on this site can you put up the first 50,000 a month look at you in the world population the the poorest people and the richest people look at where you are you are in the top 14.63% richest people in the world Look at all the people you can help. Look at all the people behind you. 50,000 Naira a month. Look at your neighbor, I say that you are richer than you think, you know. <laughs> now, if a child in his 15%, let me just break this down. When I say 50% richer, if there's a class of 100 students and your son comes 15, out of 100. Will you flog him very much? I don't think so. You flog him, I know. I know you will flog him. Praise the Lord. Now, if you are earning 100000 a month, if you are earning 100000 a month, next slide, you will discover that you've gone up a little bit, you're in the top 13% richest people in the world. Top 13% richest people in the world. Now, take it up. Next slide. If you are earning half a million a month, you are in the top 3.54% richest people in the world. world. And you can open your mouth and say, God has not been good to you. Pastor, this year has been hard. May God not slap that mouth. In Jesus' name. If you are earning a million a month, Naira at the exchange rate of 155 one fifty-five to a dollar. You are in the top zero point eight percent richest people in the world. I know there are people here. Some of us earn way more than a million a month. Just look straight. I know, Pastor. You know, I'm the pastor. The key scene here. Is that you need to know that, to start with, God has been good to you. Praise the name of the Lord. So this thing about, oh, more money, more money, more money, more money. If you think that God is going to give you more money just to, 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 uh, to spend on your frivolities, you must be joking. Money must be with a mission. Money without a mission will lead to misery. The most miserable people are people that have money without a mission. Prosperity without a purpose will lead to problems. That's when you, you, prosperity without a purpose, that's when you begin to, you know, a man that's just faithful to his wife, doing well, God blesses him more than he requires, then he begins to see, um, a little bit of Spotify along the road, he begins to, you know, some men say to their wife, look. I'm doing it ahead, so what? Get used to it. You know why? Because he thinks he has money in his pocket. The day the money will dry up, because it will. You are going to learn that. Money is a spring. It can develop wings and fly away. Guess who is going to be with you at that time? That same wife that you have been unfaithful to. God bless faithful wives in Jesus' name. (laughs) Amen. So when it's without a mission, it's a problem. The first thing, if you achieve anything today, this morning, is to understand that God wants to bless you. However, God wants to bless you not so that you can be a rascal. God wants to bless you so that you can fulfill his purpose. Everybody say his purpose. His purpose. I'm going to breeze through seven truths about money. By way of foundation, and, and will be done today. Seven truths about money. The number one truth about money you must know is that God really, really wants you to prosper. God really. Everyone say, God really. God really. He really wants me to prosper. Say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. Say it. Some of us, we need to say that every day this week, waking up, say because we have been programmed wrongly. God really wants me to prosper. God really wants me to prosper. First John three two, uh, third John two. Sorry, third John two says, God's speaking through Apostle John says, I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. God says, this is my desire for you. It's my desire for you that you prosper. Deuteronomy chapter 15 now. Watch this very closely. Deuteronomy 15 verse 4 the word of God says in Deuteronomy chapter 15 verse 4. It says, there shall be no poor among you. I said by the time we are done money will never be your problem again. In Jesus name. For the Lord your God will greatly bless you in the land he is giving you as a special possession. In God's favorite house, God, has said, God is saying to us, I take this personally, there will be no poor among you. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Philippians chapter 4 verse 5, Philippians 4 5, the word of God says that, Let your moderation be known to all men, the Lord is at hand. Excuse me, excuse me, look up a little bit. I know you are taking notes, but let's look up a little bit. Why will God be telling you to be moderate? An admonition, I submit to you, an admonition for moderation is proof for abundance. Should I repeat it? Should I rewind? God, you cannot say to someone that doesn't have food to eat at all, that eats softly, softly Ill. Does that make sense? The guy doesn't have food on his table, and you say, just eat enough for your stomach. Does that make sense? You can only say that to someone that has abundance on his table. So, God can only be telling us as believers to live a life of moderation because he expects that we will live in abundance. Praise the name of the Lord. Some people are living in moderation because they don't have a choice. In fact, what they are calling moderation is their flamboyance. Praise the Lord. But you see, the quality of life God wants you and I to live is to live in moderation. In other words, we have the abundance, but we choose to live in, moderation. In other words, I can buy X, Y, Z, but I just choose to wear my T-shirt and jeans and walk JJ down the road. That's what God is saying. Praise the name of the Lord. So God really wants me to prosper. Number two, prosperity doesn't imply divine approval. A lot of people have shipwrecked their faith because they equate prosperity to divine approval. Because I am being blessed, because I am prospering financially, God must be happy with me. My idea of God must be accurate. Because I am paying the bills, because I'm the one calling the shots, then my idea of God is accurate. Wrong, sir. Doesn't follow. Proverbs chapter one verse thirty-two. Proverbs one thirty-two. The Word of God says, "For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them." There is what they call the prosperity of fools. Fools prosper. you will not be a fool. In Jesus' mighty name. The fact that God is blessing you is not proof of God approving you. You need to understand that. The fact that God is blessing you is not proof that God is approving you. So if God is blessing you, you, you need to still cherish your relationship with God. A lot of people allow things. I can tell you, you see, I, I was sharing to the new workers this morning, with the new workers this morning, that by the grace of God, I've, I have gave giving my life to Jesus 17 years ago. And a year after, I began to serve. And by the grace of God, 16 years I've been serving Jesus, non-stop. Didn't backslide one day. I've seen people... God has taken them from nothing, I mean total nothing, to riches, and they've turned mad. I mean mad. That will not be your story. In the mighty name of Jesus. I've seen people that have shipwrecked their faith. People are even coming to my mind right now. That have shipwrecked their faith because they equate financial blessings with divine approval, totally different things. something made that foolish mistake and dest, wrecked his destiny. Yo, I, I will shake myself like before. He was committing adultery, he was sleeping with uh, prostitutes. He will just shake himself, and the anointing will flow. And you think because the blessing is there, the approval of God is there until they cut off his eyes, they plucked out his eyes before he realized that, no, 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 you cannot continue to behave like a vagabond and expect that there will be no repercussions. We have to get to that place that Moses got to in Exodus 33. You, you should please write it down. Please read it when you get home. Exodus 33, Exodus 33. Moses got to a place where it didn't matter what he had. What mattered what was who God is and God's presence with him. God said to Moses, this promise that I promised Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the, your, your father is the patriarchs, I'm about to give you the land that is flowing with milk and honey, houses that you did not build, wells that you did not dig. I'm about to give you this land, Moses. But Moses, I'm not going to go with you. I'm not going with you because you are a stubborn brat that is the people. Now I'm going to give you, you know what I'm going to give you? To fulfill my word so that people don't call me a liar. Do you know what a lot of people will say? Oh, but you are sending an angel with us. Eh, you're not bad. You're not bad means that's not bad. Angel, God, don't worry. We'll see you in heaven. When will oni come? It means I will enjoy today. Don't worry about tomorrow. What did Moses say Moses said to God? Moses said to God, if your presence, some people are, are you know, they, if you comp- compromise to join a particular group of people so that they can have opportunities for participate, <laughs> if she break your faith, Moses said to God, if your presence does not go with us, don't take us up. As what Moses was saying is that you can take the land that is full with milk and honey, as long as you are with us, we are fine. That is a very heavy statement. They waited for this promise for generations. Hundreds and hundreds of years, they waited for this promise. And God is saying, it's the time to enter this promise. But I'm not going with you. And Moses said, you know what, God, then count me out. Count us out. I pray that God will create that heart in us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number three: money. so number one is what? God? Number two... Number three, money is spiritual and not merely physical. Money is spiritual. Money is spiritual. I must say money is spiritual. Money is spiritual. Money is spiritual. The Bible puts it this way. It says that money can develop wings and fly. So when you, when you get home today, take your 1,000 iron note and look at it. You can't see it. It has wings. Since it can fly, it means it can all fly to me and it can fly away from some people. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> is a spiritual phenomenon, very spiritual. In fact, the number one contender with God for our hearts is money. God is a spirit, the father of all spirits, the number one contender with God for the heart of man. It's not women or men. It's nothing else but money. That's the number one contender. In Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-four, Matthew six twenty-four, Jesus puts it this way. Jesus said that no one can serve two masters, for you will hate one or and love the other. You will be devoted. Everybody say devoted, devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. He's saying, when it comes to service, you have to choose one. God or money. You see, let me tell you something. A lot of people are serving money. And a lot of people are only serving God because of money. So, who are they serving? Eventually. A lot of people are only serving God because of money. They will only come to church because, you know, I mean, that breakthrough came through. They will only move close to God because there's a potential that, ah, they, that we, we know that that uh, church, when they have that service, you know, breakthrough happens. So they will come to church to use God to get money. Who are they serving? Jesus is clear. You cannot. You see, I'm telling you these foundational things, if you set it right in your life, money will never be a problem for you again. Never. Choose who you will serve. Some people will bow to. You know, my grandmother used to say that because we want to eat meat, we cannot be calling cow bros. (laughs) Some people will take crap from people because of money. Then who who is your God? President of the Lord. Who is your God? Jesus is saying. You cannot, you cannot serve God and money. You cannot. You will either love one and hate the other. You can you will either be just be devoted to one. There's only one person that can take your devotion. Only one person. Or only one object that can take your devotion. Only one. Oh God, let me sleep with him. It's just for the money. So I can buy a new car. You know, God, this car is old. If I sleep with him, he'll write me a check. I'll buy a new car. Who is your God? Money. Jesus is saying, you cannot serve God and money. Choose one. Ask your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. Choose one. Choose one. Choose one. Choose one. Ask them, what's your choice today? I want to hear, what's your choice Money is spiritual. Proverbs 10, 22, Proverbs 10, 22, the word of God says that the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. He adds no sorrow to it. When you are blessed, you will be rich. The blessing is a spiritual thing. When you are blessed, you will be rich. So, if I can secure God's blessing... Money cannot and will not be a problem for me. Praise the name of the Lord. Everyone that has received God's blessings becomes prosperous. Check. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, even Ishmael was prosperous. Everyone. You see, if you understand this thing, you will not fear any man. If you understand this thing I'm teaching you, you will not fear a single man on the face of the earth. reason why people fear man, do you know why? They don't know God. They can carry the biggest Bible, but they don't know God. Because they that know their God shall be what? Strong. And do exploits. Number four. Money has levels. Prosperity has levels. There are levels, too. Everyone say there are levels, though. <laughs> there is poverty. Everyone that is struggling with poverty, Jesus will set you free today. There's poverty. Then there's a higher level than poverty called lack. Lack is, you are not poor, but you are in lack. You know, you understand that. (laughs) Then there's a higher level than lack. There's comfortable. That is, you don't have poverty, you don't have riches. You are just comfortable. The problem with being comfortable is that one disaster can send you back to poverty. Just one disaster. When the psalmist says, give me neither riches nor poverty so that I don't curse you and I don't steal, it's because at that time, that psalmist didn't understand these different levels. He only understood two levels, poverty and riches. He says, create one in between for me so that I am comfortable. Guess what? The destinies of millions of people are tied to you being wealthy. So you have to be wealthy. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's it's not... I think somebody received that. It's not for you alone. So if you are thinking for yourself alone, like I said, how much money does a man need? If you are thinking for yourself alone, then you can be saying to God, don't give me poverty, don't give me wealth. That is a selfish man. Can I go on? There's a higher level still called... Riches, the rich. Now, I can spend some time here. The problem with a lot of people is that they become rich. They become rich. That's the problem. In fact, that's what the psalmist was trying to avoid. That I don't want to be like this rich, arrogant people that don't just talk anyhow about God, don't have regard for the things of God. God, please don't give me riches. That was all he could see. A rich man, you will always know a rich man. You cannot go to a place and not know a rich man. The way they will talk, the way they will dress. Do you know who I am? Have you heard that before? That's a rich man's problem. (laughs) You know? I want to pray one prayer for you. May you not get stuck being rich. In Jesus' name. May you get go higher. There's a higher level. The wealthy. The wealthy people, they don't behave like rich people. Wealthy people, you can't even know that they exist. They just come to church, dear, dear, and they sit down, JJ, they won't argue. Rich people, they'll say... Ah, why is Pastor trying to preach that kind of a message? Does he not know we are here? Rich people. That's their problem. (laughs) President of the Lord, why will he talk to me like that? In his mind, all he's seen is his balance, his bank account balance. That's the problem of the rich person. That's why Jesus says that it will be easier for a camel to enter into the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. They are conceited, and guess what? They don't even know. They are the last person to know they are proud. They say, higher level, the wealthy, the wealthy people you never know, they just wear jeans and (laughs) T-shirts. No, no, no. I'm not saying saying that you should go and be wearing jeans and T-shirts. If you don't have money in your pocket. (laughs) Now, then there's still a higher level. I have many things to say. The flourishing. The Bible says, They that are planted in the house of the Lord shall, what? Shall flourish. The people that are flourishing, are, it's higher than being wealthy. These people, you see them, they just wear their Bermuda shorts, t-shirts, and flip-flops. Or they ride the bike. When, when they are sitting in the car, they sit in front with the driver. A rich man in his car. Somebody's driving. Rich man will sit at, on Owner's corner. That's a rich man. <laughs> Wealthy people are people, they don't even give a damn about that. You know, on Monday mornings, they are not going to they're not rushing to go to work. Wealthy and rich people don't rush to go to work on Monday mornings. On Monday mornings is their thinking time. Everybody else is going, Brrr. they are playing golf. <laughs> And there are levels of flourishing, there's no time. Let me go on. May you not die being rich. If I prayed that prayer before, you'd think I was cursing you. But now you see that it's a real prayer. <laughs> May you actually flourish in the name of Jesus. Faith truths about money. And the truth is, not every Christian will prosper. Not every Christian will have money. Everyone in God's favorite house will prosper in Jesus' name. In fact, listen to me. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. If you refuse to prosper in this church, we are going to give you quick notice. You say, Madam, Olga, okay, you have tried. You have tried. Come and find another church and go. We transfer you, thank you. <laughs> now listen, some people just think that's just an arrogant statement. It is not. I'm so passionate about I'm passionate about everybody being wealthy. I'm passionate about that. Totally passionate about that. I pray for it consistently. Everybody being wealthy. Being at least wealthy. Everybody. In Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 4, that we read, the Bible says, There should, everyone say should. There should be no poor among you, for the Lord your God will greatly bless you in the land He's giving you as a special possession. Fast forward to verse 4, to verse 7. Verse 7, it says, But if, everyone say if. if. But if there are any poor among you, do not be hard hearted to them or tight-fisted towards them. Give them. They are poor. Give them. Fast forward to verse 11. There will always be some in the land that are poor. Now, the same chapter. God moved from there should not be to if there is. So, I know these people. There will always be. (laughs) Guys, God says there will always be the poor in the land. Your name is not there now. Did he put your name there? So, why are you claiming that so strongly? Some people, they come and say, Oh, Pastor, you know, the Bible says you should take care of the poor. So please give us some money. In my mind, I'm like, Why are you claiming that so strongly? Between chapter 4 and chapter 11 is chapter 5, sorry, chapter, between verses 4 and 11 is are verses 5 and 6. Listen to what verses 5 and 6 say. If you will receive these blessings, so rather, you will receive these blessings if you carefully obey all the commands of the Lord your God that I have given you today. The Lord your God will bless you as he has promised and you will lead to nations and blah blah, 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 blah. So what does that tell me? That tells me that financial prosperity is a choice. If you will obey... I will, there will be no point in land. God, God is saying. God started by saying there should be no point in land. He says, but if, says, there will always be. You know why? Some people will refuse to obey God. Do you know that some people are still arguing about tithing till today? Whether they should tithe or not. A man came to me, my office sat down and says, Oh, I just want you to know that I don't believe in tithing. And I said, ah. Oh, that's very good, though. <laughs> and I, I talked to him. I, normally, i we talk about that. At the end of the day, he was leaving my office, and, and he said that. You did argue with me. That a lot of pastors that are his friends, when he says that, he was ready for an argument. That they would argue with him, and he would flood their argument, and all that stuff. I said, I don't need to argue with you. He says, why? I said, God taught me. How to tithe. So God will teach you how to tithe. Says, what do I mean? I said, when you see Devorah, Divora, they don't top finish, oh you. you will know. <laughs> they won't teach you how to tithe. A lot of people are struggling financially, they're in debt, their finances is upside down because check their tight records. Inconsistent crap, nothing. Simple. If you want to be prosperous, you will obey. Remember say obey? obey. End of story. You know, I, I know I've been accused. of people who say, "Oh, Pastor, you don't teach on Titus. You ought to be teaching." I say, "I know, I know, I know," because many, many of the times, you know, people need to learn these things by themselves. I said, but pastor, that's not that's very mean because that's a hard truth. Okay, are we, I've said it now. You've heard me. Pay your tithes. Can I go on to other things? <laughs> first fruits, for instance. I've had men of God that I really respect. I totally respect. At least is a city, giving me friend of mine. And the man of God was rubbishing first fruits, and I smiled. I smiled because he doesn't even have a clue. He doesn't have a clue. One first first fruit is not like tithe, which means it's not compulsory, first fruit is over and above. The kind of wealth I'm seeing God releasing in my life. I cannot joke with my first fruits. Do you understand what I'm saying? He says, so shall your barns be filled with plenty and your vats overflow with what? New one and new oil. That time, let me give you a testimony. This year, I struggled to pay my first fruit. At the beginning of this year, because I had a lot of bills. I said to the Lord, You will understand. Then a lady came to my office. and said, Pastor, I want to prove my first fruit. And she says, Before you pray, I want to tell you this story. So she told me the story of her first fruit. When she left my office, I was convicted. I said to myself, Femi, you are the pastor. You are struggling. This, your sheep is obeying. What kind of pastor are you? So i repented and i paid my first fruit now listen listen to me what god did between that time and now i'm shocked maybe i will i will tell you the details in second worship experience maybe i am shocked totally shocked there's somebody want to talk me out of it you have to put a gun on my head Praise the Lord. The truth remains. If you will obey, take possessing the land, for instance. Some of us, God has said, do A. We are still arguing with God. God is saying, you have not even seen anything yet. If you will obey, obey. I say obey. obey. If you will obey. Someone said to me that, oh, there's this man of God that I used to serve under, a great man of God. A lot of you, you know the man of God I'm talking about. You know, very humble man, very powerful man. You know, And somebody came to me and said, hey, you know, all these men of God of nowadays, I want you to tell me, can uh, this man of God, I used to respect him. Now, can he be driving a private jet? You know? I said to the person, I said to her, that, "Listen, while I'm not going to, I, I'm not going to um, authenticate um, greed in a lot of this, a lot of us men of God, I, I'm not going to authenticate that, and I'm not going to authenticate, you know, lavish lifestyles. I said, but this particular man of God you are talking about, I seem to know a little bit about him. I said, this man gives like nobody else I've seen thus far." I'm going to give more than him, of course. By the grace of God, no, just watch me, watch me. I'm going to give you rampage. <laughs> believe me, believe me. So I said, I know this guy. This guy has started out without any issues. Now you know who we have to care about. I said, do you know what he sold? The jet, he didn't buy it with the church's money. It was somebody gave him. Do you know what he sold to get that jet? Say, hey. and let him sell the jet. I said, if he sold that jet, if he gives it away, do you know what will happen? If we get ten jets. Then what will you say? You have refused to sow your own seed, and you're abusing the people that are reaping their own harvest. Now, I'm not saying everybody that is driving a jet should be driving a jet. Don't get me wrong. Because they will pass and say, oh, bed better God should drive. No, that's not what I'm saying. No. A lot of them have no business driving the jets. Believe me. Number six. Ah, how many did I say we will do? Number six, money actually grows on trees. Have you heard it before that money doesn't grow on trees? Money actually grows on trees. Which trees? (laughs) The problem with a lot of us is we don't even want to go and pluck it. We are too lazy to go and pluck it. That's number one. Number two, We are too lazy to plant that tree, and nurture the tree, and watch it grow. Then we begin to bring fruits of money, then we begin to pluck it. Money grows on trees. A lot of us are not willing to farm. A lot of us want to be hunters. Small work, plenty money. The problem, I have had entrepreneurs I mean, lament that a lot of the graduates are unemployable, totally unemployable. Then you see someone is a full-fledged graduate. He even as an MBA. He's totally unemployable. You employ him because you say, OK, this guy can learn, can grow. And he wants to earn half a million by year two or year one. What are you delivering? You say, ah, me, I'm, I'm serving the God of miracles. You don't understand. Do you know how long it takes a tree to grow? Are you willing to tend the tree? Are you willing to? Money grows on trees, but a lot of us don't want to plant them. Proverbs 12 27 The lazy person does not even cook the game he catches. He doesn't even cook it. Number seven. Finally, money does not guarantee heaven. Money does not guarantee heaven. Mark eight thirty six says, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? He puts, I mean, the KJV puts it this way. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Imagine you're able to buy the whole world, your real estate. It's not possible, really. You know why? Because it's just not possible. But even if it were possible, God is saying, if you gain the whole world and you lose your soul, it profits you nothing. What does it profit you? to live like a king here for a hundred years and to born in hell for eternity, what will it profit you? Money does not guarantee eternity. For some people, they feel that, um, oh, they are, they are not even getting enough of this money thing. If we calculate where they are, you know, that um, rich list, they are close to the bottom. My question to you is that: Okay, assuming you never really even get rich on earth, why do you want to suffer here and suffer in eternity at the same time? Why do you want to suffer in both places? Prisoner of heart. does that make sense? Why don't you be like Lazarus that has a lot of some common sense that says, "Okay, even if I'm going to suffer here, I will enjoy in eternity." What determines eternity is not money. What determines eternity? Is the person of Jesus? Who you heart to him. Can Jesus say, This is mine? Or will Jesus say, Oh, this belongs to money? This person is worshipping money. Can he say this person is worshipping the Father? What can he say about you and I? Let's bow our hearts as we bow down our heads. Let us pray. I want to pray with you if you're saying to me, Pastor, that is me. I want to accept Jesus. I used to be born again, but I've, I've been I want to come back to Jesus. I want to pray with you wherever you are. You don't need to come forward. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Put up your hand now over your head. Quickly, and I'll pray with you wherever you are. Pray with me. My brother, put up your hand well. At the gallery. God bless you, sir. Don't just put it on your head. Put it over your head up over your head that is me that is me that is me God bless you that is me I want to pray with you this morning I want to pray with you this morning the rest of us let's talk to God about what we have heard let's Let's talk to Him. Let's talk to Him. Let's talk to Him about what we have heard. Father, we pray for everyone that has surrendered to you today that has received you, Lord Jesus, as your Lord and Savior. We ask that you breathe upon them and change their lives. Let your name be glorified. We pray for everyone in this place, Lord. This foundation of abundance that you are laying in our lives, let it be solid, oh God. Let it be solid enough to carry the abundance that you are going to release into our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord.